0: Down in the pit, Tom couldn't identify this car from its underside. He'd never worked on anything in this tax bracket. When that growling engine cut, Tom grabbed a broom, reached up and rapped on the undercarriage with the end of the wooden handle. Not as hard as he wanted to, just enough to get the driver's attention. He yelled up between the wide wheels, "'Get your crotch out of my face, you poser!' The guys up top thought this was desperately funny, and they laughed all the harder, which was tough to do since they were damn near peeing themselves already. Then came the answer from above, deep, languid, and sensual. Now, Tom, I thought you would enjoy it. Tom's insides went instantly cold. Not the voice he expected. The voice filled him with a kind of cold that burned. His nerves sparked with fight or flight or fuck adrenaline that was not Wells up there. Now Tom was really beyond angry. He threw down the broom and stalked the concrete steps that led up from the pit to ground level. As he surfaced, he heard one of the mechanics say, devil. "Devil." All the guys in the garage were gathered around a low slung, black, wet dream of a car with Virginia plates. Tom wasn't sure by devil if they meant the car or the driver. It sure described the car. Tom had only ever seen one of these before, in pictures. Lamborghini Diablo. Devil also fit the driver. Law Castile. Big, powerful, sleek, sexy, dangerous, evil. Law lived in Arlington, Virginia, inside the D.C. Beltway. My odious cousin Lawrence, Wells always called him. Tall gangly Vinny was bending over at the driver's side window. You gotta know we don't carry oil filters for one of these misters, so what do you want us to do? None of these guys ever called anybody mister. Law seemed to consider the question for a moment, then tipped his sunglasses down his nose so he could look at Vinnie in the eyes and suggested, You could bow. Vinnie stepped back, and he and wiseass Gordy Johnson lifted their arms high over their head and bent over double into... I am not worthy kowtows to the awesome machine. Don't encourage him, Tom called across the garage. Stocky Demetrius shuffled over next to Tom and mumbled into his own palm. Mofo's gotta be in the same tax bracket as basketball stars, huh? Tom shook his head. This guy's in the league that pays the basketball stars. Nuh-uh, Demetrius protested, his eyes gone round. Vinny called over. Hey, Tomcat, is this guy a friend of yours? No, Tom shouted. The passenger side door lifted. The door of a Diablo swiveled up and forward, which was so over the top that the guys felt a knee slapping howling again, tears in their eyes. God, stop pumping his ego before it explodes. They didn't know who they were dealing with. Tom did, and he stayed rooted where he was, sullen and unimpressed. Okay, he was impressed. But he wasn't going to stroke Law's superiority by showing it. Law could go stroke himself. Law's deep voice carried from within the cockpit a resonant, seductive command Get in the car. His tone wasn't insistent, just absolute. Law need only speak and knew he would be obeyed. Tom refused. He imagined his steel toe work shoes clamping themselves down to the concrete floor, immobile. No. He wouldn't even say it. Just no. The other mechanics egged him on. Go! Gordy got down on his knees and begged. Go, Tomcat. Go for me. Tom was about to remind them all that he was working there. Then the shift supervisor, Deshaun Trent, came out of his office. Thank God, thought Tom. Deshaun was going to order Tom back down into the pit and everyone else back to work. But Deshaun wagged his shave head over the Diablo and said quietly, in that mumbly laid-back voice of his, I mean, damn, Tom. Get in the car. I'll clock you out. Cornered and pissed, Tom jammed his work gloves and his safety glasses into his pockets and stripped off his greasy coveralls, which left him in t-shirt and jeans. He passed his bundle of work stuff to Gordy. Gordy took his things and bowed like a manservant. Eat me, Tom snarled. Very good, sir, Gordy said in a stuffy voice that bubbled into a giggle at the end. Torn between desire and resentment, Tom approached the Diablo.